Pranam to you all. Let us begin with the Gayatri prayer. Please join me in offering this most ancient and sublime invocation. Let us meditate on the glory of that effulgent reality from whom the whole universe is projected. May that enlighten our minds. For just a few moments, let us become calm and subjective, practicing meditation with devotion and determination. Will you all please take the prayer book, the prayers of self-realization, and turn to prayer number 21, which is found on pages 42 and 43. Calmly and devotedly, together, let us pray. O thou divine reality of the universe, on the path of life I travel in search of thee. From the dawn of time I have walked along the road of creation, that my soul should meet thy soul. Thou hast shared with me the glory of thy cosmic manifestation. I have felt the intimation of thy presence by my side. Thou hast not denied me thy guidance. Even when I refuse to seek thy illumination, for thou knowest the joy of the unasked gift. How often has my courage failed my heart but thou hast always inspired my soul with thy almighty power. I feel thy nearness to my soul, but thou dost always elude my grasping hands. I know not why. Lest my path be lonely, thou dost send me souls to love, to lighten the burden of my journey. Thou dost keep me serene in the dual currents of anguish and joy. In the silent hour of solitude, I ponder. In thy absolute perfection, amidst thy infinite creation, why dost thou abide with me, a struggling soul? At last I know. It is because thou thyself 
must guide thy created to reach thy perfection. Amen. At this time, when we are experiencing the difficulty and challenge and hardship of separating ourselves physically, not just from those whom we love, but seemingly all human beings. This care that we have for one another, we begin to realize we have to find other ways to express that which we so typically would do and share by a hug, by a handshake. Our expression, though, should not be one of separation, though in our care and attention for the health in a time of fear, of sharing something that could harm, how much more our attention should be, how much greater it should be on our consciousness. Perhaps you have experienced what I have, going for a walk just in the neighborhood. And typically you would walk past someone on the sidewalk and smile or say hello. But somehow people are so afraid. They walk not just six feet beyond you, trying to keep that physical distance out of concern of sharing a virus. Perhaps they're not even prepared to look at you, to smile, to speak to you. Such is our beginning to not only isolate ourselves physically, but to isolate ourselves emotionally. That should not be. How do we remain spiritually connected? We are spiritually connected. We just need to be aware of it, to understand it, to grow in it, to expand ourselves in it, to share that life energy in ways that go beyond the senses. We begin with our thoughtful reflection on the tremendous challenges we face in our life on this earth, here, now. And yet, our meditation is to 
carry us beyond space and time. We know that life on this earth is not easy. We don't expect it to be as much as we would like it to be. We don't expect it to be. But we do have within us the power to rise above every struggle and strain. And yet we need help and guidance to recognize our inner reserve of divinity, of dynamic life energy, of soul power. Today, we dedicate our subjective meditation to that realization and harmonization of prana, of the current of life energy within us. We attune ourselves to the vibration of life, love, and light, to consciousness, existence, bliss, absolute. Within our daily practice, in solitude and in silence, we receive the spiritual nourishment, mental and emotional balance, poise and well-being. But all of this requires our constancy of effort. We know that illustration from the Kata Upadishad, that the spiritual life is like the razor's edge. It is sharp, it is narrow, and it is difficult to tread. It is more difficult to follow the spiritual path than to walk barefoot on the sharp edge of the razor. And yet there is no knowledge superior to the realization of one's highest self. This is both the means and the goal of the spiritual life. Let us attain that wisdom of soul that will ever guide us along the path of self-realization. Please join me in offering these eternal truths. We share together each Sunday in our worship service, these expressions of the universal ideal shared by the scriptures of humanity from the Rig Veda, the Upanishads, the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, the Quran, and the Avesta. Please join me in offering these eternal truths. I am an absolute monist. I believe truth is one. Men call it by various names. God, Brahman, 
Is consciousness, existence, bliss, absolute? Everything is the manifestation of God, the divine reality. The soul of man is of identical nature with the God of the universe. Make thine own self pure by good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Realize thyself. By the realization of one's own self, the absolute self is realized. God is the light of the heavens and the earth. He who realizes God becomes one with God. I am that I am. I and my Father are one. I am Brahman, the Absolute Self. Now taking the prayer books for this second prayer, the prayer number 128, which may be found on pages 164 and 165. Rather than reciting the prayer myself, I have chosen to include a recording of the prayer recited by Swami Premananda Giri, the founder of this Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism. You may listen to the prayer or you may choose to recite along with it. Because of thy invisible presence, all manifestations of this cosmic universe move in perfect concord toward their divine destiny. The music of the spheres evinces thy symphonic guidance amidst the movement of melody in the rhythm of motion and the enchanting rainbow against the molten sky proclaims the perfection of thy etheric glory. The blushing hue upon the petals beyond the verdant screen, the dance of ecstatic perfume with the carefree wind in the azure sky, the song of the skylark soaring in the heavens above, and the heart's enthrallment by the beauty of life, 
they are witness to the universality of thy illimitable splendor. Heart unites with heart. Soul meets soul. Life attains to immortality and man is lifted to godhood because the magic wand of thy love has touched them all with its grace. The sublimity of thy subjective power is fully realized when the life force ascends through its mystic passage, establishing serenity of the senses, tranquility of a mind, and purity of heart, and sustaining consciousness in absolute stillness, wherein the self merges in perfect unison with the Supreme Self, In thy omnipresent law, no substance is ever lost, nor is any soul ever severed from its source. Thy bond unites the Creator with the created and maintains inseparable oneness between God and man. Out of the apprehension of loss arises the concept of chaos. And the feeling of separation generates destructiveness with its devastating power. But for thee, creation would have been lost in nothingness and soul would have been eternally doomed in the domain of finitude. Thou art the power of unity and the law of liberation. Thou art 
harmony, peace, bless. Amen. Though we have not included hymns in this recorded service, I wanted to share with you this song, which our congregants have often heard as an offertory. It is sung by Fred Dixon with music composed by our associate minister, Acharya Ajay, Jeff Bauer, and played by Jeff on the piano. The words from Rabindranath Tagore. This is my prayer to thee.
Please join me in offering the prayer of devotion by Swami Yogananda Paramhansa, the Guru Preceptor of our Church. Heavenly Father, may thy love shine forever on the sanctuary of my devotion, and may I be able to awaken thy love in all hearts. Om. Peace. Amen. This beautiful song, this prayer, calls to mind for us that which we must reflect upon. If we lose our spiritual remembrance, we have lost the most important thing. We have to regularly give thought to the most enduring, universal, and uplifting things. Beauty, truth, goodness. After all, a neglect of this dimension of life brings restlessness to both the body and the mind, and most certainly the heart. Our mind and body need the connection of soul. We need the experience of the mystical, of that uplifting power of the spirit, of the magnetic power of love, and of the all-revealing power of truth. Such realization not only attunes us to the infinite source of life, it fills us with joy, energy, awareness. We are guided by our consciousness. But in the life of yoga, we know that we must cultivate our consciousness. How? How do we cultivate our consciousness? A clear reflection 
is required. Clarity. Calmness. Calm the waves of gunakarma, of the sense and thought impressions that layer and layer and layer upon our minds. Let the waters of the ocean of our consciousness be still, that we may see clearly what lies beneath the surface. If the waters are muddied and cloudy, how can we see the depths? But let that sediment calm and settle, and we may begin to experience the crystal clarity that we seek. It will allow the senses to rest. It will provide us with calm. It will help us to reach the deep reservoir of wisdom that resides with us and within us. Amen. Thank you. Will you all please fold your hands and place them at your hearts, and with consciousness lifted to the Supreme Self of us all, together let us pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Grant us, O Lord, the realization of thy presence, peace, and perfection within us and all beings, now and forevermore. Amen.